I think it's on purpose. I think he's trying to make sure if the listener is tuned out. <laughs> Wham. Yeah. yeah. Well, Spark. well, and, and, and you guys are always bringing this down. So someone's got to be the positive one. Oh. Welcome, Castleberry. It is now time to have a casual conversation for the beneficial good of our community. The show you are about to listen to is called What's Up, Castleberry? And now it is my absolute pleasure to introduce to you your hosts, Andy and Drew, along with producer Robin. What's up, podcast listeners? It's Andy and Drew. Happy New Year. Welcome. Good old acquaintance be forgot. Sorry, Drew. I was just carrying on from last night still. You're going to play like uh, the Black Eyed Peas. It, I got a feeling that tonight's going to be a good night. <laughs> well, his, his hoping it is, but really shouldn't yeah. with a song be this year's going to be a good year or something like that. I got a feeling. Exactly. Okay. All right. We, People do not tune in for uh they don't even, yeah they definitely don't that's a completely separate podcast available for a weekly subscription <laughs> no, <it's just> <laughs> this is not karaoke this is the what's up castleberry podcast episode yes. number 101 101 and, uh, we are so glad to be here with you my name is drew taylor uh, andy searles is our co-host producer robin Kepi is there behind the mic she'll get on in just a minute hi robin Hello. We, that was not enthusiastic. <laughs> Are you still? Uh, well, you know, she's still exhausted from all the incredible work she did in making episode 100. So just so you know, listeners, there were lots of nice little shout outs, different uh, intros. And Drew and I had no idea about that until we listened to them. And Robin surprised us by making the 100th episode so special. So she's probably still exhausted from that, Drew. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> she, it was a great episode. Please go back and listen. And of course, listen to any of the other 99 episodes that <laughs> precede that. Uh, we exist here at the What's Up Castleberry podcast to just have good conversations and to share about all the great things happening in Castleberry, Florida. And uh, Andy, as we've said from the, the get go of this episode, it is the new year. Uh, any family traditions, any fun things that your family enjoy, the Searles household enjoys on, uh, on the uh, night of festivities, mostly just uh, covering your ears and hunching down well as as you guys know um my ideal night is to be able to go to bed at nine o'clock <laughs> and my the rest of my family is completely different and so we have some push pull on new year's eve and i am sure that they will win and keep me awake so that's probably the tradition that i'll stay awake longer than 9 30 and it's several years now. What, what about you, Drew? What about you? Well, we live in the same neighborhood and we certainly, our neighborhood, I think, is developing the reputation within our city of being a big fireworks neighborhood. Inevitably, there's always debris following that week uh, from fireworks being shot off. I know our neighbors kind of around us love to shoot off fireworks. So we, we like to go out there. We, you know, obviously we have a little guy now, he'll go to bed and we've got some friends planning on coming over and just kind of laying low, hanging close to the house, but but enjoying a, a nice time and probably stepping out into the yard and watching fireworks or all around us and praying that our house doesn't catch on fire. So that's <laughs> night. excited for the year 2022 double deuces, as I've called it with my double fingers. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. yeah not catching on. No, the, tre the trend has not been set, but here is a trend that is vastly going viral all around the city of Castleberry. Listeners, it's time. Pretty bad joke of the week. 
a little peek behind the curtain here. We always try, or at least I always try to theme our dad jokes in some form or fashion. And uh, this conversation coming up in just a couple of minutes is with uh, a postal worker from Castleberry, actually uh, just a recently retired postal worker, Jack Dewing. And so I thought we'd have some post office related humor here on the Dad Joke of the Week segment. So listeners, are you ready? Here it is, whether ready or not. Postal workers are some of the most innovative people around. Did you know that, Robin? They're very innovative. Really? How so, Drew? Thank you, Andy. They really know how to push the envelope. Boom. (laughs) All right. Joke number two. Here we go. My joke about negligence in the postal service isn't bad, but the delivery of the joke is messed up. Robin, true. The delivery of most of your jokes is messed up. Just That's true. You know, truth and love. What about yeah. New Year, New You? Are you going to be nice to Drew in this segment or what? I will be nice to is Drew. But I will... Let me call her. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's not. So I can be more honest with Drew now. <laughs> I want to tell you this last one, actually, I'm going to bank that there's going to get some laughs. We're going to get some feedback on the social medias about this joke. I thought this was good, especially if you're maybe a, a younger person or enjoy uh, hip hop music, which I know, you know, most, most of our listeners enjoy hip hop. Mm, I'm probably about a third of our uh, hosts do as well. All right, Robin, you, Robin, this is directed towards you. Robin, you That's know right. who post, post Malone, the hip hop artist? I do. All right. Well, Post Malone, there was an article about him recently, and it said that Post Malone uh, was withdrawn from print by the local mail service. That's right. I, I, maybe he got in trouble. I'm not sure what he said. But Post Malone was withdrawn from print by the local mail service. Or another way of saying it is a post on post Post Malone's <laughs> career and goals was postponed from posting by the Postal Service. <laughs> So yeah. Stupid. Yeah. I know. And it's yeah. And as you said, Drew, it's the post office that messes up deliveries. Yeah. I don't know. All right. I'm going to come in and redeem this section because I got a special Christmas present from our friend Vicky Martin and former guest at Christian Help. And she gave me a little box of cards that simply says on it, dad jokes. And so in honor of Vicky, who also works with Doug, my other dad joke supplier, I got a couple for you. They are not themed. They're random, but maybe that'll make them more funny than. Yeah. Theme shows. Okay. Thank you, Vicky and Doug. One, I've just been diagnosed as being colorblind. I was shocked. This news came totally out of the purple. <laughs> so you get it because it's totally out of the blue in this problem. If you have to explain it. <laughs> okay, this is a British joke. Uh, and for any fans of Oasis, do you guys like Oasis? You know who Oasis are? You don't know. Okay. Uh, Sorry. Continue. True. All right. Okay, Robin, this is for you. My son asked me to stop singing songs in public about from Oasis. And I said, maybe you got. Okay. (laughs) All right. Okay. All right. Final one. You ready? I'm ready. I'm on edge. You, You may have told this one before. I don't know. Why can't you have a nose that's 12 inches long? Why? Because then it would be a foot. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just make a note, a producer note, that Drew takes time to theme these, to curate them, to maybe come up with some of them? And you have... Two now joke dealers, Andy. So I know <laughs> joke deals. Yeah, I'm a I'm a dead joke pimp. <laughs> so That's so not yeah, yeah. But you know, there's kind of a lesson. Drew does carefully curate his jokes. I just pull mine out of somewhere, <laughs> and, and mine are always funnier. So I mean, you know, it's a crazy. Cra- there's a lesson in there for someone. Yeah. So. To true. be. That's subjective. 
We'll continue this another time, no doubt. Uh, the, the, the saga continues. Who is the better joke teller, Andy or Drew? It is now time for your local update about things happening in your community. It is now time for Castleberry in the News. Had a, a COVID update in some time. Uh, those of you listening, this is January of 2022, and we are in the midst of the Omicron variant of the COVID virus. And in fact, Andy, I'm not. This is not meant to be funny, but truly, this has actually helped my my Greek the last. Uh, so oh, right, right, right. Having to learn and remember the various Greek letters. Uh, yeah, but we missed a few letters, didn't we? I think we did, or, or, or perhaps they they just weren't as made public. I'm, I'm not sure exactly the, the reason behind that, why they skipped a few. But yes, this is uh, the Om- Omicron uh, variant. And uh, thankfully, the, the positive news kind of worldwide, and especially in America, is that less and less folks are uh, experiencing serious, serious sickness and death, though not none, obviously, which is which is sad. But this is a very, uh, this disease is, is spreading very rapidly, and many people are picking up the virus and are testing positive. And so really to combat that, you can go back in our arc archives and listen to previous conversations we've had with folks from the health department and serving in Seminole County dealing with the COVID-19 virus. But recently, as of this recording, the Seminole County team put together a drive-through event in which they gave away 11,000 at-home test kits for Seminole County residents. And it's remarkable. The article goes on to say that those 11,000 kits were given out within 30 minutes of distribution. So clearly there's a note that there's lots of folks uh, can still concerned about the virus, rightfully so. Uh, there's lots of folks seeking help. And I think a real positive is that Seminole County is going full bore into helping assist its residents and making sure that people know that whether or not they're sick or safe and are continuing to keep people uh, socially distanced to the best of their abilities. Andy, what what say you regarding this drive-through event? Well, yeah, just before we went on air and as we were planning our conversation and just listen, so you know, we do plan our conversations. It may not seem like that. You know, you you said very wisely, let's not spend too much time on it because we're all over it. And I kind of echo that. But again, you you said very wisely, let's take care of ourselves. Let's be cautious. Let's be safe. Let's figure out how to love people and care for people well through this. So that's really, I've got to add you know, again, listen to the episode we had with Alan Harris, uh, emergency manager, a a few episodes back, some great advice there. You know, things are still changing, still shifting. I think we all hope this will be over, but if we can be wise and smart, we'll be in a better place real soon. So hang in there, listeners. The end is in sight and the future is bright. Absolutely. Very good. And on that theme, we will be taking a short break with a very special new mental health minute. Castleberry, this is Dr. Chloe Carmichael with your mental health moment. Today, we are going to talk about overcoming your fear of rejection. A lot of people sometimes have a fear of rejection. What as a psychologist can really get to me is that sometimes people can be really hard on themselves for their fear of rejection, which of course, when you're being hard on yourself only makes it that much more difficult to move beyond a fear of rejection. So if you find yourself experiencing what we 
call rejection sensitivity. A quick tip is to play in your mind a few times when you have felt really accepted by people or even some of the greatest compliments you've ever had. Also, if you enter a room full of people and you're feeling a little nervous about who you could connect with, ask yourself to scan for five signs of social acceptance. That could include anything from eye contact or a positive smile or open body language, anything at all. This will help to train your brain to start focusing on signs of acceptance rather than feelings of insecurity. Thanks for spending this mental health moment with me, Dr. Chloe Carmichael. If you like what you heard and are curious for more, you can check out my website for my book, which is nervousenergybook.com. That's nervousenergybook.com. Have a great day, Castleberry. Our podcast partner is Kelly Financial Solutions. If you're looking for a mortgage solution that will truly work for you, then look no further than Kelly Financial Solutions. They offer home loan options that you won't find anywhere else, not even at the big bank down the street. A mortgage is a huge decision. And it's critical that you get the right terms that truly work for you. Kelly Financial Solutions team has more than a decade of mortgage experience, and we combine this knowledge with national partnerships, amazing service to deliver one-of-a-kind mortgage options with the lowest rates possible. Travis Kelly has been a, a supporter of this podcast and is the Chamber of Commerce president in Castleberry. Travis Kelly is a supporter of this podcast and has become a dear friend of Andy and I. I'd love it if you gave Travis a call. You can connect with him and the Kelly Financial Solutions team at 407-618-1176. That's 407-618-1176. Thank you, Kelly Financial Solutions. All right, listener, we are back and just so excited to have a, a friend of mine and probably a recognizable figure to many of you. Uh, we have, with our conversation today on the podcast, retired Castleberry post office worker Jack Dewing on the podcast today. Jack, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Jack, we are so pumped to hear about all things mail delivery. That's uh, an area of the world that maybe doesn't get as much shine as it, as it ought. So we're looking forward to hearing from you. Hey, just as a way of kind of having people get to know you a bit. We're going to throw some just sort of rapid fire uh, icebreaker type questions for you. So you ready for that? I'm, I'm ready. All right. Very good. Well, let me start off and Andy, <laughs> you'll jump in. As you've driven around Castleberry for many, many years, do you have a favorite park in Castleberry? Uh, you know, my favorite park has always been Redbug uh, Park. My kids went to that park, went to their school there next door. Our grandkids played soccer their practice soccer. And it's also been a place where the Castleberry post office and other post offices have played softball there. So I've always, it's always been close to our home, but we, uh, I had that route on my, on one of my routes I had, and I was able to deliver mail at that, uh, park there nice. as well as the, um, the elementary school where I got to see my daughter when I went in. So I always, always liked that park. Well, then I think an important follow-up Jack is how did the Castleberry <laughs> post office softball team do? Well, they pretty good. Well, they were better than the Cubs. I tell you. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Spoken like a true Cardinal fan. I love it. No, we, uh, <laughs> we, we held our own, I guess, but that's about all I can say. About it. <laughs> Spoken like a true St. Louis Cardinal fan that you are, Jack. That's great. All right. Next little warm up question. What shape and size of package was the most annoying to deliver? You know, it's funny to, to say this, but it was always usually the smaller ones. 
in the morning, our, our clerks would come in early. They would just uh, throw our parcels in our hampers. And it was always a surprise when you reached down at the bottom of the hamper mm. and this small package that looked like it might weigh a pound or two actually ended up weighing 25 or 30 pounds. <laughs> Pulls your arms out of sockets, whatever. <laughs> but but the big ones as well, Amazon ships their dog food. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that or not, but they ship their dog food in large boxes. Well, they're 35, 50, 50 pound bags inside these oversized boxes, which is always, always kind of a little bit of a tussle, you know, getting them around and working around them all day. But I can tell you're, you're, you're ripped muscle wise. So yeah, that's a lot of hauling stuff around. <laughs> yeah. I mean, was that the dog food or the softball Jack? I mean, one of them, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Jack, you, uh, I, as an aside, I, I'm learning stuff already. I'm so excited for this conversation. I didn't know that the, the, the big carrier where you had all the mail was called a hamper, just like a clothes hamper. That's, that's uh, yeah. They, they set them up each, each route has a hamper and, and, uh, the, uh, clerks will come in in the morning and they'll, they know them by route yeah and they'll they'll throw them usually by the time we get ready to hit the street they're ready to to load up take off so jack is is it true that in the hamper though you know you're a very close-knit team and in the hamper you would air your dirty laundry to other post tour workers I, I would say that uh, <laughs> speaking of that i did actually set off my uh, dog spray one time in my hamper which uh oh, no i i didn't take credit for that by any means but uh it, it uh, cleared the building out pretty quick oh that sure would well hey give us a, a, a little quick story is maybe a final icebreaker uh, about a time where you were you forgot that you were kind of on the wrong side of the road uh or you you got stuck just something bizarre about driving where every Everybody's kind of coming at you and around you. You know, I actually, uh, you know, not, not to brag on myself, but I actually picked that up pretty quick. Uh, the funny thing was I had to uh, take a driver test like everybody did to get into the post office. Well, uh, my instructor was was a, a Baptist minister. There was me and another guy. You know, it, it's really hard because they set cones up on both sides of the truck and you have to drive down through them. And there was only two inches on each side. And you've got the big bubble bumpers on the front of it. I made it back the third time. And the other guy was a bartender from, I think, Titusville or somewhere. And he was swerving. Uh, we, he was <laughs> he was all over the place. And he he was letting everybody know it. <laughs> he was having a rough time. And, you know, and the guy that was our instructor really took it over nice. But it was that was always, you know, that was something to remember. But, too, you know, just getting in and out of my pickup. I've actually gone to the passenger side to get in my pickup because uh-huh. that's the door I've, o- I've opened all day and vice versa in, in the mail truck, you know, but you just kind of look around and make sure nobody's looking, you know, but, uh, <laughs> well, Jack, you would be very welcome to come to England and, uh, drive on the streets with me anytime. I'm not sure I would trust either Drew or Robin to do that, but you would be very welcome to drive on the right side of the road uh, with me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Jack, you've retired now from working with the post office, but before you did, you spent a lot, a lot of time pounding the pavements of Castleberry. Tell us about your route, you know, where people may have seen you. I mean, they may recognize your voice as you're talking and, and tell us a little bit about routes and how they're arranged and laid out and, and how the post office coordinates all that stuff. Earlier on, of course, I had to do every route, any route that was available before I got my own route. So at the time, I'd literally been to every doorstep and mailbox and, and Casbury and Fern Park. But eventually I got my own route. The Route 16, it started at Park Drive and uh, Seminola. 7-Eleven there, started the route there. And it actually ended just up past our church, Center okay. Drive. So um, it's, it started there and it then it went back back the other way. All the businesses 
but uh, they they adjust the routes by usually two hours in the office and six on the street. Mm -hmm. So what they do, they'll actually measure the amount of time it'll take you to do, say, Brighton Way or something. It takes you 20 minutes. They total that up to what will make about six hours time okay. on the street. Mm -hmm. It usually run over, you know, but it was usually, they try to keep it about six hours on the street. Six hours on the street. Okay. Interesting. Now you uh, obviously have a relationship, not only with citizens in Castleberry, which we'll get to, but also some of the, the current team, uh, any insights? I know you and I had lunch one day and we were talking about uh, our man, Becky and I's mailman uh, there at, on Canterbury circle, a guy named Jeffrey. Is that Jeff, his name? Yeah, yeah. Jeff, uh -huh. Jeff and uh, interesting guy looking forward to getting to know him more over the coming years any insights on just the what what's what, how would you describe the personality of the postal workers in our community you, you know I, I think they're all they all try to do the best they can you know I, I like a lot of jobs they're under a lot of pressure you know like we said we try to keep it at two hours in the office six on the street and and they try to hold you to that as close as possible sometimes mail volume you know is a lot more than than the six hours on the street so but i, I think you're always under a little pressure there always to get back on time but and and to the, the fact you know they will they will follow you out and make sure you're doing the safety stuff and following their guidelines and stuff so there's there's always that pressure and I, and i think that will always be there do you have a chance to talk with the fellow drivers i do i in fact i just had breakfast with a few of them a couple of weeks ago and i and uh, you know texting stuff like that i, I try to stay in contact with them so nice. yeah Drew and I are in professions where we are occasionally thanked and we're very grateful for that. But being a postal worker is one of those thankless tasks, right, Jack, where people will only say something if they haven't got something or the mail's late or so something like that. And I know I'm as guilty as anyone of that and probably need to apologize to my mailman and, and, and you when you were my mailman. But tell us, uh, what's your general impression of the people of Castleberry from interacting with them and, uh, you know, seeing them on the street. I mean, if you were to give us a grade, what, what grade would Castleberry residents get? Uh, you know, I, I think they would be an A. Uh, my route, like I said, I heard from them whether I'd done something right or good. I've had millions of conversations over the years with people at the mailboxes and, and got to know so many people. And, um, uh, you know, I, I just, I never had a problem with, with anybody. Uh, they, if they had a problem, I would take it back to the office and, and try to correct that for them. If they happened to not get the parcel they were looking for that day, if it happened to be there at the post office, when I come in, I'd okay it with my supervisor and, and I come right through my route coming home and I would drop it off to them. So I had, uh, so many of them, I had a really good relationship with and I still have that today. I, I still get Christmas cards from some of the kids. No one of the kids from our church here wrote me a letter. You know, it's it, it's good. I I wish you know, especially with COVID, you know, it's hard to get back out and see a lot of people. But uh, I uh, still send a lot of cards out to them. Still, mm. which of course are delivered by, ironically, the U.S. Postal Service. So that's, <laughs> that's funny. But Jack, just just follow up with that. We, we've spoken recently with someone in the fire department and Drew and I are both pretty close with some police officers. And we've talked about how their job isn't just their job. There's all these wraparound tasks that come with it. And I suspect it's the same for you. I mean, there were times when you were a social worker, therapist, you know, friend, you know, first responder to those that you visited as well. And uh, is, is that a, a fair assumption that your work was a whole lot more 
more than just delivering mail. But it was. I, I grew up, my dad, we owned a general store and, you know, we had to, we had to take care of our customers because there wasn't many of them around in a, in a <laughs> town population 55. But, <laughs> but, you know, you had to take care of the customer and, and the customer paid your wages and they do that through the stamps and everything else. But, uh, you know, there was times when I knew somebody was, was shut in and not able to come to the mailbox, I would hand deliver to the door. Mm-hmm. And I, I had that relationship with, with a lot of people, a lot of, you know, people out there that maybe family wasn't around to talk to. But uh, no, I really had some really good conversations with a lot of people at mailboxes. And sometimes it's about uh, Cardinal baseball. Sometimes it was <laughs> politics, whatever. I had a really good relationship with most all of my, my people on my route. Yeah, Jack, that's so, that's so evident in your character. And I'm sure many postal workers would have similar you know, type stories and testimonies. Uh, listener Jack is involved in our, at our church, Willow Creek, and is serves on our, our care team. And, and one of the things that is really unique to him, because you have such a gentle spirit, you're willing to talk to kind of anybody and no matter what their situation is, uh, you've been able to bring to our attention some, some folks in need and uh, understood some some dynamics at, at play. When you think about just the, the role of the postal worker, we see them driving their trucks, walking up to the doors, delivering packages. Are there any kind of, from the just the public, being completely unaware of kind of the inner workings of, of, the, of the job, are there misconceptions about the work that you were involved in for so many years that you kind of wish, hey, use this platform that, to share? Well, you know, I think a lot of people think it's a, an easy job. And I guess for some it was, it was a little more pressure for me. But I, I tell you, we still have a lot of walking routes in Castleberry, or did when I left, some of them six, seven miles long. Mm. And I tell you what, with a satchel on your back and thing, you know, packed to the gills, it, it's not an easy job. And um, But I, I think that's probably one of the misconceptions that, that there is, that it really is, uh, there's more to it than than meets the eye. So wandering around our, our neighborhoods, walking those paths and those routes, over the years, you must have seen some uh, unusual things. Uh, what, what was perhaps the strangest thing that you saw, or was ever there a, a situation that just was rather odd and you needed to, to intervene? You know, I, I never had that. Now, I'll tell you, I did walk up to several doorsteps and hear some interesting conversations conversations. Was this when you went by Drew's house, Jack? Was that <laughs> well, was... Yeah, I could hear him as I was driving by. I didn't have to stop. <laughs> no, no. You know, I never, I never come into a situation where I had to, to step in and, and help like that. I think where, where I intervened more than, than anything was I, I was the middleman between the post office, our neighborhood that I deliver in and our church. And I say that by being one of the deacons, I was able to talk to a lot of people that, that had needs, didn't have the capabilities of paying for repairs and stuff around their house. So that was done from me working from the, at the post office to where I go to church at. So we, I was able to set up work days, do some stuff in the community. Wednesday nights, we, we would, uh, I would deliver food to people I know knew were shut-ins in the community. So mm. I guess that's how I intervened more than mm. putting my, uh, my cape on and rescuing some <laughs> well, what's that, what's that phrase? Not, not all heroes wear capes. And I think you are certainly uh, demonstrating that. There's a, you know, there's a, there's a line, right. When you're, you're doing government work and it's, it's, interesting that there's times where you know you you have the eyes to see a, a need and, and be able just as a, as a citizen not as a government employee but as a citizen to to enter in and engage it jack uh in, in the 
the delivery service ad advancements of you, you, you mentioned Amazon earlier, FedEx, you know, UPS, et cetera. Um, those are running wild, but we were founded uh, by the U S postal service in terms of transporting information back and forth. What, what, how, what would you say is the the significance or the value of continuing the, the postal service today? I, I think the post office is going always going to have an important part of, of delivery. Uh, you know, it's it's a six day operation. So many people out in the community and the rural areas really depend on the on the postal service. Whether it's parts for their equipment, whether it's um, medicine, you know, there's always going to be that that need for the post office. Uh, they. Um, you know, earlier on, it was always, you know, their bread and butter was the first class stamp. And with that being done, we wasn't really concerned about the, the parcel business. Like I said, we we made our living with, with the stamp. And when the Internet come along, then we lost that. And then we needed they need to change their ways. You know, we don't have the bigger trucks. Um, I, I think there's some that's coming. But um, we were more set up to deliver mail. But uh, I, I think that will always be a need for our community to have that, that mail truck running up and down the, the streets. I think, I think so too. And uh, appreciate your service there, Jack, maybe a, a final question driving through every street in Castleberry for many years, you've no doubt seen a lot of change within our city. Uh, how would you describe the positive changes that you've seen and what are you hopeful for about our community's future? You know, just right there by the post office, I've seen so many changes. The, the fly over there, all the new construction that's that's come up. Uh, you know, when I started the post office, well, it's been about 23 years now. It, it was pretty old, pretty run down. And seeing a lot of new, like I said, new construction, new buildings that's been up the last few years. And, um, you know, and I think it'll it'll continue to grow. I, I know Drew and I know some people that was a part of that being on, on the, the being a councilman or whatever at the at the city and stuff. So it's a growing little city. And uh, I think it's there's been a lot of good changes in the last few years. I agree with you. I'm thinking about the route that you said that that you had, and there's certainly a lot more homes there now than there was before. Absolutely. So maybe you got out at just the right time. <laughs> I think I did. <laughs> Jack, we need to wrap up, but I do want to say thank you so much for your time. I know it's a, a new year and uh, lots of things going on, but we're so grateful that you've taken the time to be with us today and shared some stories and allowed us to see a little bit of your heart as well. And we're very grateful, not just for what you've done to serve our community by delivering mail, but by how you have cared for our community as well and how delivering mail was really an excuse to do that as well. Hey, that was Jack doing. Jack, thank you so much. Uh, you clearly are a man who cares for the Castleberry community. Thank you for your service with the Postal Service. And uh, we really appreciate you coming on our podcast and look forward to, to talking to you more in the future. Andy, as we close out another episode, episode 101, the first of the new year, would you give us an inspirational moment? You bet. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Drew. Today's quote comes from someone that we are all familiar with. Her name is Oprah Winfrey. Drew, as I was reading this quote, just trying to process it through a theological framework, uh, it's half right, but I think it works for our purposes today. Oprah Winfrey says this, the greatest discovery of all time is that a person can change his future by merely changing his attitude. Obviously, we know it's not quite that simple, but this new year does present us with an opportunity to change our attitude. And as we change our attitude, we'll change our actions and actions 
as we change our actions, will shape the future. So Oprah, thank you for those words that we will build on. But you're exactly right. A change of attitude can change everything. The greatest discovery of all time, she says, is that a person can change their future by merely changing their attitude. Excellent. An attitude of gratitude, I might ask. Add, and I'm very grateful for the two of you. Well, I think you can ask for it too as we begin a new year, Drew. I am going to ask for an attitude of gratitude. That's actually one of my goals. So, yeah. <laughs> listener, we uh, we sure hope you've enjoyed our conversation on all things Castleberry here on the What's Up Castleberry podcast. This podcast has been produced today by Robin Kepi. For more information, would you check out our website, Facebook page, Instagram, or podcast feed? Just search what's up castleberry if you would please like and subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star rating and shoot us a review we read those comments we love them until next time have a great week